Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. I wanted to do one more episode on the next to last level of the admin scale, which is short for, of course, the administrative scale of importances, Mr. Hubbard's very important discovery in the field of management. So this is the next to last level, the ninth level, basically, of a 10-level scale, and it is statistics, because even though many members do keep statistics, and one could almost say that this is one of the first things someone will implement in using the Hubbard Management System, uh, there is an aspect to the subject that is not well understood that leads to statistics being used that actually do not properly reflect the condition of a group or an individual and can lead a company or an area of that company away from an ideal scene. If you recall, we covered ideal scene just a few episodes ago. And that's pretty messed up, isn't it? Stats are meant to show you instantly a departure from an ideal scene. So it can be corrected. But if it's, if it's not worked out properly, the statistics aren't worked out properly, they can actually lead you away from the ideal scene. They can lead you to a crash. And you can stand there dazed wondering what the heck happened. I mean, your statistics were telling you that you were doing fine. So you see, there isn't this intimate relationship between these two levels of the admin scale. Your ideal scene, as we went over a few episodes ago, is really a clean statement of the purpose of the activity or group, which is the second level down, right near the top of the admin scale, right before goals, purposes, right? So it's really a clean statement of the purpose of the activity or group with the added element of time or continuance. In other words, ideally, the activity will persist for the necessary or given period of time, or forever, whatever that is. And um, that has to be part of your expression of the ideal scene. We covered this already in an earlier episode. So if you're a little bit lost, you may not have listened to that one. You probably should. It's called Ideal Scenes. But anyway, you'll do fine with this, because we're going to go into it in a bit more detail. But the statistic for the activity should be able to tell you instantly that you have a departure from that ideal scene. Is therefore also telling you if the activity is maintaining its basic purpose, isn't it? If, for example, you are flying a jumbo jet and it's supposed to be flying at 35,105 feet, uh, you want to have an altimeter. That's what measures altitude. You want to have an altimeter, which gives you an accurate reading of your altitude and will relay that statistic to you instantly. Wouldn't be very useful if it gave you that information like an hour later or a month later. Did you catch that little dig on monthly statistics there? But, you know, it's not going to do you any good if it's, if it's relaying it too, on too much of a lag. It's got to be instant. So if it does give you a lag, you're probably going to have a collision or a crash or something. No, you need accurate statistics for your group or for yourself or for your organization that measure your ideal scene. For, in the case of this, um, you know, a flight of an airplane, it would be something like a safe, comfortable and efficient flight within its scheduled departure and arrival, which, of course, fulfills the purpose of the airline. You understand? So then if you've got a stat like the altimeter gives you a stat, oops, the altimeter is showing we have started a rapid descent way too soon.
something is up, we're departing from the ideal scene, let's get busy and figure out how come and correct it before we have a real problem. That's what statistics are for. Anyway, let's get going on this. It'll come clear to you as we go through this. Before we get into the reference we're going to use today, I want to clear up a couple of terms used by Mr. Hubbard here. The first is the term fifth column. Now, a column in this sense, it's a military sense, is a military force. It's derived from, you know, a marching line or a line of people or vehicles moving in, a, in the same direction. That's a column. So you have a military column. Uh, and then the fifth column is a group of people who aid the enemy from within their own country. So uh, there's a historical reference to that. I don't remember what it is exactly. But, uh, you know, when a general had four columns marching on a city and he claimed to have a fifth column within the city that was operating obviously covertly. So uh, the term fifth column can be used for an infiltrated group. Uh, the enemy infiltrated in a group could be described as a fifth column. All right. The other term that is used by Mr. Hubbard is a specialized usage of the word why. Now, this definition I'm going to give you is derived from uh, Mr. Hubbard's work, several of his references. He's defined it in many places. We've defined it earlier in our series, but this is a very comprehensive, workable definition, so I'm going to give it to you. The why is the real reason found in an investigation. The why of a declining scene would be the basic outness found, which will lead to a recovery of statistics. In an uptrending scene, it would be what is really causing the statistics to rise. In either case, a why is the real basic reason for a situation which being found opens a door to a handling. So that's the definition of a why. A why is the real reason found, not the explanations, not the justifications, not the excuses, the real reason. And you know you've got a real reason when you address it and it starts a recovery of statistics. That would be a real why, specialized definition. You're always looking for your why. If you have an, a situation where statistics are going up, you want to know why. If you have statistics going down, you want to know why. If they tell you it's because it's Christmas, well, that doesn't open a door to a handling, like let's cancel Christmas or it's the economy. Okay, good. Let's go, you know, run for president then. These are not whys that open a door to a handling, so they're not real whys at all. A why has to open a door to a handling. Okay, so those are the two terms uh, that I want to clear with you before we get into the article. The article is entitled, How to Find and Establish an Ideal Scene, and it's dated 5 July 1970. Uh, it's quite a lengthy article. We're not covering all of it by any means, only a small section of it. But uh, this section starts with the subtitle, Methods of Awareness. In other words, how do you sustain an awareness of being able to maintain your ideal scene or any departures from that ideal scene? Okay. So he says here, quote, statistics are the only sound measure of any production or any job, or any activity. The moment that one goes into any dependence on opinion, he goes into quicksand, and will see too late the fatal flaw in restoring anything. Now, we gave an example of that with the airplane. An altimeter that gives you the information that you're losing altitude 30 minutes later after you started losing altitude is obviously a faulty statistic. It, it should, a good statistic should tell you immediately before it becomes a more serious situation that something is wrong, okay? Go back to Mr. Hubbard's words here. He says, if the fact that anything can be given production statistics seems too far out, 
it is visible that even a guard who would at first glance seem to be producing nothing but giving only security is actually producing minutes, hours, weeks, years of continued production time. You could give a security guard a statistic. The amount of time without incident that he's on watch, some sort of statistic like that. So then he goes and he gives you uh, this next paragraph. He says, probably the most thoughtful exercise is not conceiving the ideal scene, but working out what the production statistic of it is. For here, the activity or subactivity must be very correctly statisized to exactly measure the ideal scene of any activity or the statistic will itself bring about a departure. You see that? Actually, arriving at the ideal scene is pretty simple. You have your purpose of your activity. We went over that in uh, two or three episodes ago. Ideal scenes are a pretty simple subject. Statistics are a lot more thoughtful. You really got to think it through. And I can tell you, it must be because a lot of my members actually have the wrong statistic for their activity. Maybe they've got some very accurate, worthwhile statistics. Obviously, income is a very easy statistic to keep. Value of services delivered is a very easy statistic to keep. Number of letters out, number of promo pieces out, that sort of thing. These are fairly relatively easy and valuable statistics and should be kept. But the overall statistic of the activity by which you are supposed to establish the condition of the activity very often is not given enough thought. And the statistic itself will bring about a departure. So he gives you an example here. He says, just as a purpose from which the ideal scene is taken must be correct, so must the statistic be all the more thoughtfully correct. As an example, if the ideal scene of the shoe store is given the total statistic of its income, then three things can happen. And these are Mr. Hubbard's examples, right? Number one, it may cease to provide people with shoes that persuade them to come back for more. Hey, look, at if, you got a, if your statistic of your shoe store is just your income of the shoe store, is that going to tell you uh, if you're providing people with shoes that persuade them to come back for more? No, it doesn't. It just tells you your sales. That's all. It's a sales statistic. Number two, it may sell shoes without enough profit to cover overhead and cease to exist. Yeah, our income's rocketing. We have affluent income, but we're going broke. Why? Because we're using the statistic of income as a total statistic of the shoe store. And it doesn't show you that it's not profitable. So it's not an accurate statistic. It, it could actually show you, it can actually create a departure. Do you see that? From an ideal scene where the shoe store is going broke because its statistic is merely the one you're measuring your condition on is only the income of the store. Number three, again from Ms. Tarbert, it may conduct itself with more interest in the cashier than the customer and lose its trade. Yeah, we're all about the money. We're all interested in how are the salespeople doing? You know, we're, we're measuring our condition based on that. Well, uh, you better start thinking about the customer or you're going to lose those customers. All right. Goes on to say this. Probably its statistic is, listen to this. It's a great statistic from Mr. Hubbard. Probably its statistic is, quote, percentage of citizens in the area profitably shod by this store, end quote. How about that for a statistic for a shoe store? Then he goes on to say, working out how long it takes to wear out an average pair of shoes, any ex-customer would be retired from the percentage after that time span had elapsed from buying his last pair. So it's a, it's a cumulative statistic, except, okay, pair, pair of shoes last two years. After two years, a guy comes off the statistic. He didn't come back to replace his shoes. Our percentage is dropping in that community. 
Then he says, you also need this, listen to this. Given a fairly accurate and realistically updated census figure, that statistic would probably tell the tale of the ideal scene, which has its elements of continuance. You see, such a clever statistic because it also gives you continuance. You can, it's a percentage statistic of how well you're serving your community, how much, what percentage of the shoe trade in that community is yours. And um, given an accurate census figure and using the, this average length of time a shoe can be worn without being replaced, it gives you a fairly accurate figure. And you can say, hey, we're doing pretty good in this town. Interesting, right? But you never thought of that statistic. You know, most of my members will come up with like gross income or Slightly better is value of services delivered. You could say, well, we're delivering all these services and, uh, you know, we delivered a service. We did a root canal. That's, you know, $2,000 VSD. Except does it tell you that it's been paid? And does it tell you the quality of it? Do you see? Yeah, maybe it was a root canal. Maybe it was delivered. Maybe it was paid. But maybe the guy never comes back for another one because it was painful or he wasn't happy with it or there are some other issues. That statistic of value of services delivered, even paid value of services delivered, does not necessarily give you the continuance. Do you follow? He goes on to say this, the sole fixation on making money can depart from the scene. Abandonment of making any money would certainly cause a departure of the shoe store. So you got to include this viability factor. You can't just have a statistic of happy customers, for instance, and not include viability. You know, are are things being paid for? Are we collecting money? Are we viable? So see, you get the idea? This statistic needs to be very carefully thought out. Mr. Hubbard uh, created an incredible statistic for the organizations that he founded that delivered uh, his spiritual mental technology. Uh, It's a statistic called paid completions. And I I strongly urge members to uh, study it carefully I will give you a definition of it, but there's, there's a whole few, there's many aspects to it that are that's very interesting. The definition of the statistic paid completions is paid completions accompanied by an acceptable success story. Completions mean a finished level or rundown. Paid means money has been received in full. Success story means an originated written statement by the public person. This is a statistic of the executive director who may have no other statistic. The condition assigned to the entire organization will be based on the statistic. That's from a reference, 29 August 1971, uh, by Mr. Hubbard. Look at the cleverness of this. It's not only does it, first first of all, it doesn't just indicate value of services delivered because the, the service has to have been completed. The service might include a number of services. It might be a whole program of services that all each have to be completed. Each measures value of services delivered, but it doesn't measure a product. A paid completion would have to indicate, okay, for instance, if you're a, a dentist, you know, you might have a dental program of health to a patient. Okay, we're going to have to do this, 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 and this. Okay. Each of those segments of that care could be counted as value of service delivered, but if the patient quits in the middle, you don't have a completion. Do you see that? So you could not now call it a paid completion. Or it's been delivered. The whole thing's been delivered. The whole program's been completed. It's now a completion, but it hasn't been paid for. Well, how the dickens am I supposed to know whether it's paid for or not? Because that's over here in the Treasury Department and the Finance Department. Exactly. If you're any good as an ED, the 
communication of whether something is paid or not, of course, requires a bit of administration and clever management. That's why the statistic is kind of clever, because if your finance area is out of control, you can't keep the statistic. Do you see? Because you can't tell whether the service was A, completed, and B, paid for. It takes a little administration to set up a line like that. You say, and you're probably thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, I could never set something up like that. That's just a reflection of how skilled you consider yourself to be as a manager, isn't it? Now, look at the other factor. It says has to be accompanied by an acceptable success story. So now, yes, we completed the program. Yes, it's paid for. Patients never coming back. Why? There was no success story. They weren't happy with it. It was painful. It was too expensive. They were uh, rudely treated, whatever. So the success story originated by the patient. Patients now completed. You say, well, Mrs. Smith, so we're all done. Uh, would you like to write a testimonial about your service here. Sure, I'd love to. You know, I'd like to, or forget it. That right there is telling you you have issues within your organization. So it's a very clever statistic that Mr. Hubbard devised for his organizations that measures the functionality of the entire organization and that you've delivered truly a product and you are approaching your ideal scene. So it's a great example of that. But most of my members, it's a bit of a lazy action, you know? And a testament to this is the interesting phenomena when I ask a member what condition they're applying in their business. You'd be amazed. Wow. Do you know what the first word out of their mouth is? I've made this gag before. The first word out of their mouth is... Um... They're not sure. They'll say, um, emergency, um, danger, um, affluence, um, normal. They don't know their condition. Why? They should be able to know it instantly with certainty. And the reason they don't is because they have not yet figured out the statistic overall for their group or organization. And therefore, they can't really determine that easily. You with me? So, uh, very worthwhile exercise. On your admin scale, you're making your admin scale. If you're following this, that's a great idea. Make sure you figure out not only your ideal scene, but statistics that really measure the approach of the ideal scene or its departure. And quickly, that's why you keep statistics weekly. Actually, in many cases, keep it daily. All right, so go back to this article. He says, knowing then the ideal scene and its statistic, one, by keeping the statistic, can notice without, quote, reasonableness, end quote, or somebody's report or some fifth column propaganda, an immediate departure from the ideal scene. This is why statistics are so important. You can't cook the data. We covered this in the last episode. It's raw, uncooked data. Either the product's coming off or it's not. It's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of propaganda. It's not a part of somebody's effort to cover up the fact that they're not doing their job. It's raw. And he says, uh, next paragraph, he says, remember, violent change only becomes seemingly vital when the departure from the ideal scene is noticed too late. There is a sentence worth putting in letters of fire. Remember, violent change only becomes seemingly vital when the departure from the ideal scene is noticed too late. This is where false reports are going to get you in the soup. People covering up and giving false statistics, false reports, everything's fine. Look, if the statistics were accurate, you would know instantly. We have, an, we have a problem here. 
guys, let's let's dig in and find out what the why is. Let's get to the bottom of it, right? Uh, otherwise, it goes on for two months or three months or a year with false picture, false statistics, false reports. Next thing you know, it's violent measures having to be taken. You know, let's borrow money. Let's fire all these people. Let's, you know, uh, let's get in ethics, you know, with a big branding iron and stuff like that. Well, yeah, well, sometimes that stuff's necessary. Put a head on a pike, but only because you weren't paying attention to your statistics and getting reasonable. Could have been corrected much earlier. Could have been much more, much more pleasant activity. All right. He says, he goes on to say, opinion reports subject to outpoints as they almost always are. Seldom tell one more than somebody else's prejudices or his efforts to cover or failures to observe. Should I repeat that? Probably. Opinion reports subject to outpoints as they almost always are. Seldom tell one more than somebody else's prejudices or his efforts to cover or failures to observe. So not not to say you shouldn't get reports, not to say you shouldn't get observations, but better have your statistics in because that's uncooked. All right. So then he goes on to say, now that a departure is seen because the statistics drops, one can quickly go about noticing when, see, that's the other beauty. You can find out when the departure started. And he goes on to say, and so get at why all capital letters. When he has the why of the departure, he can proceed to handle it. Right? When he has the why of the departure, he can proceed to handle it. But only when you have the why. Try to handle the wrong why. Statistics will still go down. You'll still pull your hair out. It'll still be frustrating. You'll still be taking people's heads off and nothing will change because you don't have the right why. You have the wrong why and you can't even isolate where it's coming from or when it started because why? Not keeping enough statistics. Final sentence I want to go over with you. He says the statistic Guarded against false reports and verified is a clean statement, not as subject to outpoints as other types of statements. There you go. Never could have a better reason to keep statistics than the ones we've covered in today's episode. I hope uh, that settles for you once and for all why you should keep statistics, why you need to keep accurate statistics, why you need to be thoughtful about working out what the statistics are, particularly for the overall activity because it's going to measure your approach or departure from the ideal scene, and why you don't want to keep statistics 12 12 times a year, (laughs) monthly statistics. I did a whole episode on this at one point. It's way too slow, way too slow. You're already uh, heading for a crash by the time you see those statistics. What uh, organizations that don't use statistics or don't use the Hubbard Management System, my God, you know, uh, it's like a careening it's like flying a jumbo jet without gauges. It's probably careening all over the place. The passengers are all throwing up and, you know, they're never going to fly that airline again. You get the idea. You're flying a jumbo jet. You got an organization. You want to build it up to being a jumbo jet. Boy, oh boy, better make sure you're keeping statistics. I keep in my office about 45 statistics. And uh, they take us only about 30 minutes to calculate at the end of the week. And I don't have a big office. But we're very, very efficient and we get a lot done. And, uh, but we definitely watch those statistics like hawks and we correct uh, as appropriate. And that's why we have such a rapidly growing membership. It's one of the reasons for sure. And uh, I recommend it to you. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is the last one on statistics. We have one more level to cover. I don't know how many episodes I'll devote to that probably only one or two. It's uh, it's a pretty simple level. It's valuable final products. We've already covered products in earlier episodes, but uh, we'll give you something fresh and new 
That'll be very helpful on the subject when we approach it next week. Thank you very much for listening. Please do give us your comments. Give us a like if you liked what you learned and we will talk again soon.